and welcome to this edition of the He Doesn't Waste a Thing podcast. This is Melissa Zimmerman, and I am happy that you have decided to join me today. Maybe you're a new listener, or maybe you've been listening for a long time. Either way, welcome today, and I hope that you're having a great day. Today, I am joined by Elizabeth Ward. Elizabeth is a new friend for me. Uh, I actually met her through one of my bonus kids, and I'm super happy that he introduced us. Elizabeth is a recording artist. She is uh, a member, uh, or she would say she serves the worship team at North Church in Oklahoma City, and uh, she's been doing that for 13 years. She's a mom. She's married. Um, She has an amazing life. She does um, just all kinds of worship events and stuff like that, and she has some songs up on her albums up on all of the music platforms. You can get it anywhere. Um, You can listen to it anywhere you listen to music. So welcome to my show, Elizabeth. Hi. Thanks for joining me today. Yay, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you as part of our show. So um, we did the kind of introduction. Hello, welcome to the show. This is Elizabeth. (laughs) What is one thing that you really think everybody who knows Elizabeth would say about you? Uh, I'm always singing, like, my entire life. Even, like, when I was in grade school, I would have teachers get on to me because I'd be just singing and not even know it. (laughs) So I'm always singing. Anywhere, everywhere, doesn't matter how public. <laughs> I'm always singing something, and so that's definitely something most people would say about me. So when did you start uh, in the worship venue, down the worship avenue, whatever that looks like for you? I was 12 going on 13 when I auditioned for the worship team at North Church, and um, it was really cool. I just kind of I started as a background vocalist and it was all really terrifying and really scary and the stage was like this crazy thing and um I just grew to really fall in love with it over the years and realized that it's something I feel like the Lord's called me to do so yeah and as a singer-songwriter when did you write your first song oh gosh like officially probably not till like 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah. And for those of you who can't see her and don't know her, she's young. How old are you? I'm 25. 25. <laughs> so how old were you in 2015? You were... Uh, like, like tw- I was 20. She was 20. Yeah. But you probably wrote some unofficial songs before that. I think I, like, dabbled around and, like, tried to, but was never, like, satisfied with anything. And... I didn't really start playing piano well until around then either. So that kind of had a lot to do with it too. But All right. Yeah. So tell us about how you became a Christ follower. Uh, I mean, I've loved Jesus kind of like my whole life. I grew up in church and listening to my mom lead worship. And um, my mom would tell you that I asked, begged, um, for them to lead me in the, you know, have Jesus get in my heart prayer when I was around like, but they wanted me to wait until I could like really understand it and so they had me wait like another year but I was just like begged and so they finally were like okay we can do this (laughs) so since really young I've loved Jesus and followed him my whole life and just have continued on the journey to go deeper and deeper so you know I think people who um hear someone say well you know I've loved Jesus my whole life or I I gave my heart to Christ early in life think that uh, they can buy into the kind of concept of, well, you don't know what real life looks yeah. like. Like right? you haven't gone through things or like you haven't had to struggle for it. or Yeah. Is that true? 
No, not at all. (laughs) Not in the slightest. So maybe you could share a story or two about how, um, you know, that you have as a real everyday live it out, walk it out believer Mm -hmm. have had to to navigate what that looks like. I know you went through some health crisis. Can we talk about that? Definitely. So um, I had my son Noah in September 10th, 2018, and my pregnancy was really pretty great, except delivery was really insane, um, which I know it happens to be that way for a lot of moms, but it was crazy, and um, a lot of stuff happened that was really traumatic. When I got my epidural, he went through my um, through the epidural space and went too far, and I had a spinal fluid headache, and had to get like two blood patch procedures and was basically in the hospital the entire week um, and in and out and um, but really shortly after that um, went through postpartum depression that lasted for about 11 months and it was an incredibly dark um, and hopeless seemingly hopeless time um, and it was definitely something I hadn't gone through before I felt like I'd maybe had short and small seasons where I felt like a little depressed like you know a lot of people get it in the winter but nothing like this and um it's followed by a lot of insomnia a lot of panic attacks at work where my husband would have to come pick me up and take me home and um just feeling so so hopeless so that lasted for about 11 months and it was a really um huge struggle in my life to get through and feel like that there would be a light at the end of the tunnel because everyone told me there was but when you're going through it it doesn't really feel like there is and so um, that's probably to date one of the hardest things I've had to go through but thankfully I'm on the other side of it now. Can we talk a little bit about what it's like to be in that process because you had recorded your first album prior to that correct? Yeah I recorded Sela um, January of 2017 and it released March of this year, 2019. Actually, I recorded January 2018, sorry, and then released March of this year. So in the middle of all this postpartum stuff was the release of the album and was supposed to be an incredibly exciting time. And it was really hard to try to put on this like feeling of excitement Um, because while I was battling all this other stuff, of course, it started to battle well. Should I even release it? Is it even good enough? No one's going to be ministered to by this. No one's, it's like, why am I doing this kind of a thing? And so I really struggled with even wanting to follow through with all the hard work that not only I, but a whole team of people had put into making this happen. Um, so that was a huge struggle. We did release it, and it was incredibly exciting and a huge testament of just what God can do. Um, and ultimately God ended up using several of the songs on the album to like encourage me, which was not something that I expected and really ended up being songs that kind of marked my season, which was not something I thought would happen (laughs) at all. So I'm like, even if they didn't touch anyone else that like God used the words to minister to me and help bring me through a lot of pain. So in your darkest hour of that (laughs) postpartum depression, which is a real thing, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a real thing. Um, and it, and it comes out of the blue because 
you know, before mm-hmm. your life was, everything was kind of going yeah. in the way you wanted it to go, and yeah. you were recording albums, and you were married, and you were having a baby, and, yeah. you know, you sort of looked like you had the world, you know, right where you wanted it, and God, you were right in the center of God's yes. blessing, and then out of the blue, yeah, really, comes this, this serious mm-hmm. uh, spiritual battle. Yeah. And uh, as you navigated the spiritual battle, I think a lot of people sometimes forget the concept that as Christians, uh, we just pray and God fixes things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my guess is if you're like me, that you prayed a lot and were prayed for a lot. Yes. And how did you fight through that discouragement of walking away unhealed? Prayer after prayer after prayer. It was so hard. And I feel like, because mentally I was just not in a place where I was... I just wasn't in a place where I was really receiving anything anyways. And so, you know, you would hear people be like, I'm praying for you. Let's, you know, let's pray now. Or you will see the light at the end of this. It will get better. And, you know, just have, I wasn't in the mindset to receive that at the time. So um, I felt like I really just kind of discarded those moments and those things. And I still continued to serve. And I still um, did everything I could to be plugged in at church because I knew that was kind of like a lifeline for me but at the same time it was it felt very separated um feelings wise and so mentally I know one thing but I felt very disconnected from it did you find it hard uh in that time as you would be on the on a church platform leading Mm -hmm. people into the presence of God did you have (laughs) trouble getting there yourself oh all the time like almost every single time and um but there were moments, especially kind of towards the end of things, where when I would start to worship, there would be just moments of clarity where I wouldn't feel that tense anxiousness in my chest or my, my thoughts would just kind of slow down while I was worshiping. So that was kind of sweet. It was like um, the Lord just giving me these moments of like clarity um, while I was worshiping. And um, so it kind of became a tool in my battle, but... If you could say that you did one thing, uh, or what was the most important thing you did in that journey to, um, to fight through? That's really hard. I feel like I did a lot. I did a lot of practical things that my doctor told me to do, and I did a lot of things that I knew to do um, discipline-wise, like staying in the Word and staying um, plugged in at church and trying to force myself to be in community I knew the worst thing would be to just continue to isolate myself. Um, but I think the most important thing would have just been to like continuing to worship in those moments where I felt really broken and hopeless and like just dead inside and just continuing to worship even though I didn't feel it. Um, and just worshiping out of knowing who God is and knowing who he is to me and who he says I am. I think that was the most important thing because... Um, I just, I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel anything during then. And so I had to go past my feelings. And I think that's a place where a lot of people stop. Yeah. Well, I don't feel it. Well, it must, it can't, it must not be happening because I don't feel it. And I think 
a lot of times at our house, we say a little thing that's, that we say all the time is our feelings don't get a vote, right? <laughs> yeah. Because we, we can't live our life we dictated by our them. feelings. They're, not, they're so fickle. They change all yeah. the time, right? Yeah. And so uh, you were newly married, I mean, relatively yeah, newly much. married at the time. And how did, it, how did that uh, affect your marriage? How was your husband helpful to that? Or mm-hmm. kind of what were the tr- str- struggles or trials that you went through during that Man, my husband was absolutely incredible and still is. But, like, I just look back on these 11 months and I am in awe of my husband and the rock that he was. Like, I get teary thinking about it because there was so much that I just couldn't do because of being so, like, overwhelmed all the time. I, I couldn't bring myself to do basic things like clean and just the little things that end up making a big difference and he just took it on himself to like take and carry the load that I couldn't and and with Noah our son which was like crazy because he was a new baby that was his first 11 months of life and my husband would um he would just take over when he knew like I couldn't do anymore or I couldn't handle anymore or I just needed to go lay down or whatever he was there and going above and beyond um and just was always like what do you need whatever you need I'm here and so I I mean I couldn't have gone through it without him and I know it was hard on him um so that's what blows me away is that he he never showed it and so I know he was dealing with it inside but he never showed it on his face that's such a blessing I mean what a gift from the Lord yeah to have that be a part of your journey if you could speak to women who maybe right now in this season are finding themselves struggling with some form of depression or anxiety or postpartum depression, what were what were some things that maybe people did for you or said to you that, that made a difference? Um, I think, because when you're going through that, you, you feel a bit like a burden. And so um, if people would say, well, let me know if you need help. I wasn't going to reach out for people to come over and help me with my house or my baby but people would just show up and text me hey I'm on my way over <laughs> and you can't say no right and so it was those people who would just like take go a step past asking what I need would just come and meet the need um and then just taking the time to really talk to me I think that was a big thing because um people just assume after you have a baby that you're just so in love and over the moon and you're just so happy and I am in love and over the moon but I'm not happy and so I think it was the few people who really took the time to say something and pull me aside and say hi how are you really doing like let's talk Mm -hmm. because you don't seem yourself and it was those people um so I would just say like let people love you um it's hard to let want to let people love you when you just feel like a mess mm-hmm. and like so unworthy of it all but just let people love you let them love you through acts of service let them love you um by really talking to you and let yourself open up it's really hard because that's a really scary place to be and it's feels very unacceptable um but you need to let yourself um 
be loved by those people. It's the only way you're going to get through it. You can't do it alone. Right. And I think that's one of the things, you know, um, God is a relational God. Mm-hmm. We're created in his image. He's called, So we are relational by nature. Yeah. And I think one of the spiritual attacks of depression and anxiety is Satan's plan to isolate and to uh, pull you out of, out of community. And I think that's a powerful thing in that you just said to kind of force yourself to stay in community, yeah. force yourself to stay in relationships and be open and vulnerable to share. I think that's, I think that's a super powerful thing, but it's really hard to do. It's really hard to do because especially if you're dealing with postpartum depression and you have a new baby, it's, you know, people just want to hear about how happy you are and how happy the baby is. And it's, it's I found it's oftentimes uncomfortable for other people if they're really not there to have a real conversation. And so you have to find people that you really trust who are going to just sit and let you talk and let you just say whatever you need to say, no matter how scary you feel like it is. You just have to find those people who are going to love you through it and let you just be as vulnerable as you need to be. You know, I think it's it's so powerful. The Bible says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word yeah. of our testimony, yeah. right? And, and it's when people... I share vulnerably Mm -hmm. their experiences in life that I think makes the biggest impact. And so thanks for sharing really vulnerably that, that dark place in your life. You know, as a worship leader, we think that that's not supposed to happen to us. (laughs) And, you know, we're Christians. We're supposed to just be able to pray and snap ourselves out of it. And that's just not accurate. You know, there's, there are things that happen to us in life. There are spiritual attacks that come against us and we have to battle through those attacks and and I think I think that's really powerful that you can share that. Um, let's talk a little bit about something happier, okay. right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your your album and okay. and your kind of where you're headed and mm-hmm. and where can people you know what can people expect uh, from Elizabeth Ward coming in the future? I don't know. I've been really trying to. I just I've been dreaming about what's next and I don't really know for sure what it's gonna look like but I do have one song totally finished and a couple more in the works and so I'm kind of dreaming on what the sound will be and um how it will be recorded and um so I don't really know yet okay but if we'll see (laughs) if people if people listen to Sayla your Mm -hmm. album what is one or two things you really want them to walk away from after hearing or engaging in that worship I hmm, I want them to walk away um, with hope and um, with scriptural truths to have in their ar- spiritual arsenal. Yeah. And tell me why is that important? I mean, you have to have the word. The word and worship are like the two biggest like tools um, in spiritual warfare and just in your daily life. And so it's the greatest like offering we can give back to God is to um one like tell him that he's worthy and tell him who he is and then be reminded and tell ourselves who he says we are yeah and so um I think it's a pretty big deal (laughs) that's awesome I'm super happy that you shared that because you know it's just a it is so important it's so worship and the word, mm-hmm. man, those are two powerful and prayer, yes. worship, word and prayer is like yes. the trifecta of God goodness, yes. you know, <laughs> and, uh, and I think for me, you know, I use worship uh, in the mornings to kind of push myself yeah. into that place of acknowledging God's presence. And, and mm-hmm. I love your album and it's, it's just so beautiful Thank and you. it's beautifully crafted and, 
um, I remember the first time I heard it, and I thought, "This is this is so this is so me. It's my kind yeah, of music, you know." Awesome. And uh, who, if you had a target demographic for your album, oh gosh, how would you describe that? I don't even know. It's not something I've ever thought of. Uh, I really don't know. Just anyone who wants like authentic worship. I don't know. We were really intentional in the way that we recorded it. There was no like overdubbing of vocals or anything, didn't go back and redo anything. I wanted it to just be really raw and real. So if there's like pitchy little notes here and there, I just <laughs> left it because it's real. Yeah. And it's what happened there in the moment. And we recorded it with a room full of people. And so there's parts where you can hear other people singing. So really, I just hope it it's for the people who really just want to be drawn in. Yeah, that's super awesome. I love that. Um, Tell me, what's your favorite thing about being married? It's so fun. My husband is so fun. We're both two big goofballs. So, I don't know. We just have so much fun together. And we're, he's my biggest fan and I'm his biggest fan. So That's super awesome. Yeah. That's super awesome. What is one little secret that you have as a marriage tip for people? Ooh. Newlyweds, young people, married in this in this day and age. What what is a tip you might want to give them? Uh, choose your battles. Choose, oh, listen, sister, we could go to town yes. preaching some goodness about choose your battles. Yeah, some are just not worth it. Yeah. There's times where I want to pick a battle, and then I realize if I open my mouth, it's going to just be, no, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's not worth it. So. That's super powerful. My mom, I grew up with my mom, and she had this one favorite saying that she would say all the time, and she would say, being right is highly overrated. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I don't. You don't have to be right. Nope, not not all the time. Okay, so that's a great, great thing. What's your favorite thing about being a mom? So many things. I love my son. He is like, he's just a joy bomb. Like (laughs) he is so fun. I don't know. I love everything about it, even the diapers. (laughs) Oh wow, that's that is true love. Yeah, I mean, I get tired of them. Don't get me wrong, but I just I love being his mom. I love that he loves me. He's getting to a point. He's fifteen months, so he's getting to a point where he's really like really learning how to show affection to me and Jordan. And so he a lot of times like he'll come and sit on our laps. Or he's learning to like give kisses, and so he'll come give us a kiss on the cheek, and it's just really sweet. So I'm like, oh, he loved me back. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 there is that kind of that transition from where all of our love is lavished on them yeah. to the point where they love us back. And you know, I think that's a really good representative of God. Yes. You know, because there's oh so gosh. much time in our life where God is passionately pursuing us Man. and loving us without any return, no investment return. from us, no expectation of return either. Yeah. And then the moment when we discover who he really is and we, we turn that tide and that he yes. loves us back. What a powerful, powerful visual. I can just imagine visual. like the satisfaction that he has. Right? It's like a, like, ah, oh, finally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what a great thing being a mom is, mm-hmm. is I love being a mom because it teaches me more every day about how God loves me. Yes. You know? As, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> he, he's a perfect father who loves me perfectly and I'm yes. a perfectly imperfect mom who's winging it the best way I know how and I just like to say my claim to fame is that all of my kids survived me you know now they've all been in counseling and and we've had to iron out all of but you know childhood it's the one thing we spend the rest of our life trying to get over Uh and uh but they've all they've all grown into really amazing adults and and you know it's 
it is that part of life where I have learned more about how God sees the world through the mm-hmm. eyes of a father. Yeah. Just because I have my own children. And, yeah. And learning to love them, dirty diapers and all. Yes. All the mess, Hand all the stink, trims. all the warts, everything. Yes. What a beautiful picture it's of so the Lord. Sweet. I, it is sweet. It is precious. And there's just nothing like being a mother at all. Um, so, it's time for... To kind of wrap this up, you know, I love to do my rapid fire questions at the end of everything. And uh, these are not deep and theological. These are just off the top of your head. Uh, Whatever, whatever you, whatever the answer is, there's no wrong answer. You can't get it wrong. So (sighs) breathe in, breathe out, relax, right? Here we go. (laughs) Are you ready? Here we go. Okay. Uh, What's your favorite TV show? Grey's Anatomy or Friends. All right. You didn't even pick a current one. Like, we're going back. I know. We're going back. I'm, in the... like, so stuck on those shows. I love them. <laughs> um, are you coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. 100%. Black or with cream and sugar? Anyway. Anyway it, it comes. Hot, cold? Yeah. Either I'll way. Take, as long as it's coffee, I'll take it. Okay, so here's one of my favorite questions. Would you choose coffee or brushing your... Would you, would you give up coffee or brushing your teeth? Oh, okay, I'm... I'm going to be a horrible person. <laughs> I'd give up brushing my teeth for coffee. <laughs> well, you know, hey, listen. Even if you brush your teeth and then you drink coffee, yeah, you got coffee breath anyway. You coffee breath anyways. How, how so would anybody it really know? Matter? Right. <laughs> you know what? You actually are in the majority oh, with good. that question. Most good. people would say the same thing. Wow. What does a, a perfect Friday night look for you? Uh, I've kind of become a homebody. So, I don't know. Snuggling up on the couch. Probably some coffee, <laughs> movie or TV show with my husband. Do you like to cook? I love to cook. What's a kitchen gadget you couldn't live without? Ooh, uh, ooh my knives. I have some really good cutting knives. There is, there is something important about sharp knives. Yes. Absolutely. Um, who is the person who's teaching you a lot about God right now? Charlotte Freiberg, she's my mentor, and she's incredible, um, and we, she just does a lot of life with me. Oh, right. That's super awesome. Um, so, if Jesus had a candy bar? Oh, my gosh. What would it be? First thing that comes to my head is Mr. Good, Good Bar. Mr. Good Bar. Is that what it's called? That's a blast from the past. <laughs> Listen, you were pull, you're, you're pulling out the stops. You're like... You're you're working out way older than you really are here. That's I awesome. I love that. Um, what is uh, a movie that you have watched over and over that you probably know the dialogue to? You've got mail, hands down. <laughs> I know it's another old one. I love that movie. That's though. awesome. What's your favorite line from You've Got Mail? Okay, well now that I'm on the spot, I can't. Think of it. <laughs> What's your favorite scene? Uh oh, the one where he comes to her apartment and she's got all these nasty tissues and she's got a cold and I think he like brings her daisies and it's her favorite flower and it's just like a really cute little scene oh that's awesome do you have a life verse um lately it's been in Deuteronomy um and it's basically to sum it up you can paraphrase it's cool and I'm like I can't think it right now that I'm trying to think of it but it's uh here you have like life and here you have death here you have all these circumstances um but i ask you to choose life right and so yeah that's awesome life is a choice yeah it's a series of choices yeah right wrong or indifferent life is a series of choices 
So my final question for everybody that comes on the podcast is this. If you could say one thing and one thing only to make Jesus famous, what would you say? Hmm. I just read this off of someone else's post the other day, and I absolutely love it. But he's uh, he's a God of the midnight hour. He comes in and swoops in at the last minute sometimes. And so you could be going through this crazy crap in your life, but he's a God of the midnight hour. He comes sweeping in before the morning even shows up. And so um, he's good. He's faithful. He always shows up, even if it's at the last hour. So. Oh. There's power in that. There's mm-hmm. so much power in that. Gosh, thanks, Elizabeth, for joining yes, me today on the podcast. So thanks for sharing openly and vulnerably. That's so powerful. Um, and, and just thank you for, for coming and saying yes, yes. When, I, when I invited you to come and be a part thank of this show. Thank you so much. Everybody needs to know you. Everybody needs to Aww. go listen to your music. Uh, and so if people wanted to invite you to to do an event with them or to uh, find you how would they connect with you uh social media is great you can always just message me over social media unless we you know know each other then of course call me but yeah how what how how would they find you on instagram uh instagram my name so there's the little at sign and it's underscore elizabeth ward underscore okay and um they can direct message you there if they want to they can uh, thank you even Awesome. So they yeah. can get to you. <laughs> all right. Well, we will put all of the links for how to find your album in the show notes. And uh, the we'll tag you in or we'll put in some of your social media handles and stuff in the show notes so people can get a hold of you. Trust me, if you are listening to this podcast, as soon as it's over, go. Run. Don't walk. <laughs> but listen to our album because the Lord will bless you. So thank you listeners today for hanging out with us. And uh, I'm so happy that you got to encounter Elizabeth Ward. She is a beauty for sure. And she is a blessing from the Lord. And so I know it's been a privilege for you guys to hear her. It's my privilege to get to call her friend. And uh, thank you for thank you for hanging out and listening to us. This is uh, that time of the show when I ask you to do my three simple favors. First of all, my first favor is if you're a new listener or maybe you haven't done this yet, would you just hit that subscribe button? And uh, that way all of the latest episodes will be in your podcast feed. Second of all, would you go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and help our podcast bubble to our podcast bubble up to the top so people can find it easier and finally and most importantly would you do your friends a favor and share this podcast with them and invite them to give us a listen and maybe even subscribe to the podcast because that means a lot to us and it means a lot to the people who are part of our podcast and I believe that we are out there changing the world one person at a time so just remember until we come back again he doesn't waste a thing